Derek Hunter, the one, the legend, the last guest host, the author, the columnist, the profound political thinker is with us. <laughs> Welcome, Derek. How are you? I'm now never going to live up to that, but, you know, the, all, the, all the other stuff's too profound. I'm not so sure about, but I'm doing, I'm doing well. How are you? Does anybody call you Jimmy? Don't you dare. I'm just curious. Is, is, no. Was there anybody? Did your did your grandma call you Jimmy and pinch your cheeks or anything like that? No, my grandmother never called me Jimmy. Hmm. Now, my mother would occasionally, and I'd just look at her like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and <laughs> People call no, you all no. Things, but not, you're, not a, you're not a Jimmy. I'll give you that. I'm not a Jimmy. I'm not a Jimmy. No, it was never the Jimmy stuff. Nope, not for me. Anybody go Jim? Anybody go Jim? No, not even Jim. And I like Mm. the name Jim. I know several people named Jim, but no, not me. I never, ever liked it for me. And when people would call, I would correct them. That's not my name. You know, (laughs) even when I was young. So it was, uh, no. So so you've been a, a crotchety jerk your whole life. All right, well. Yes, I have been. Okay. I have been okay. willful, actually. I guess. So, Derek, what do you what do you make of it? What do you make of the idea that uh, we're looking at now possible indictment? Uh, we knew that the Manhattan DA, we knew that the the state uh, in New York, Letitia James, they they have been even before Donald Trump was elected. Letitia James came out and swinging against him and said that they were going to look for dirt to try to get him. I'm just paraphrasing those words. Those weren't her words. Um, They were pretty close to her words. And it was very Soviet. And they're going to investigate him to find out whether or not he's committed any crimes, which is uh, the antithesis of the United of America. But no, I'm not really sure what the crime is. You're allowed to pay a bribe. I don't think it's it's illegal to bribe somebody. It's illegal to extort money from somebody, but you can pay it. That's not the crime. Look, we did not elect Donald Trump Pope. We didn't. If you don't think that he had the relations with Stormy Daniels, you just haven't been paying attention to the guy's life. He probably did. I, I don't care. I, I'm not electing him to be my brother-in-law. So I, I I took that with a grain of salt. You know, Donald Trump's life is that he's he, he sort of with Marla Maples. He kind of was his own publicity agent publicizing his affairs. Uh, but I don't understand the illegality of it, especially because – they can say, well, it was a campaign contribution. Michael Cohen gave her $130,000. He was reimbursed. Therefore, it was a laundered uh, campaign contribution, blah, blah, blah. First of all, you're allowed to spend money on your own campaign. Secondly, he has a track record. His own lawyers have said he's paid this sort of nuisance money before. So when he wasn't running for president, so I'm not really sure this is anything other than opportunism, which is what the left really lives for. And it tells you something about a guy that if you watch MSNBC or CNN is the most corrupt. Oh, my God, everybody on there will declare him to be the most corrupt president ever. And it, oh, he's, he's broken all these laws. And 
they can't indict him on anything except for maybe he paid somebody so he wouldn't get in trouble with his wife. Like that's that's all you've got. I think this ends up making Donald Trump come out. Look, there are some people who are just going to go, well, I never and we'll never vote for him. But they were never going to vote for him to begin with. They were never they, they knew it. Yeah, but I think most of his is really dedicated fans will go, this is ridiculous. And they'll become more dedicated. I just I think it makes them look bad because I don't know how they convict him on this. Well, and his lawyers are saying, hey, here we go, from Russia, 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 to the Mueller hoax, to impeachment hoaxes one and two, even the unlawful Mar-a-Lago raid Democrats have investigated and attacked President Trump since before he was elected. They failed every time. Now they're at it again. They're pushing the nuclear button. They're attacking a president because of a disgraced extortionist. That would be uh, Stormy Daniels. This is happening because President Trump is leading in the polls by a large margin against both Democrats and Republicans. Don't know about it. And there's never been anything so blatant in American political history. Everybody knows it's a sham. Well, I'm okay. not so sure. I'm not so sure about all of that, but some of that will definitely play. I just don't think that um, it, I'm not sure what the crime is. Like, uh, an obscure at best interpretation of campaign finance law that is not this guy is it's not what they overpromised and underdelivered even if they were able to somehow prove that this was somehow a campaign finance violation because they told us that he was selling out this country he was enriching himself he was you know blah 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 you name it he's basically the just the side of a russian agent and the best that they can come up with is that uh, he may have paid a porn star to keep quiet about the fair? Like that's it? Because the money thing—he he's the only person to ever come out of the presidency with a lower net worth. Right. So they can't, they can't really say he's enriching himself and his friends. Like who are his friends are going bankrupt because Democrats are dragging them before every uh, committee and every. Grand jury, and they have to get lawyers, and they're doing that. And I think people, if they publicize that properly, would see that and go, "They're they're doing this for harassment. They're doing this for intimidation. They're doing this as punishment." But I just, uh, I don't see that. If you hate Trump, you're going to hate. You already hate Trump. If you love Trump, this is going to make you love Trump more. And I think some people in the middle will eventually look at this and go, "My God, they're really harassing the hell out of this guy." And he's got this other trial with E. Jean Carroll, who claims she was raped mm-hmm. by Donald Trump in the 1990s and waited, what, 30-some-odd years to say, ooh, guess what he did. Um, and that now, the, the former president and her lawyers have agreed that they're going to combine her claims of defamation into this, uh, this alleged rape and turn it into a single trial. Is and and again, I mean, this is. I don't know how you prove a a, a forty year old rape. I and I'm not look. I'm that's all. I don't know how you prove it. It will be interesting to me to see how she how this case unfolds, since apparently uh, it is going to trial. Do you remember when E. Jean Carroll first came out? It, 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 
I I don't. It doesn't mean that nothing happened. I don't. I don't know. I wasn't in the room at Barney's or whatever it was. But when she was doing her first media tour, and it tells you something about what the left views of her credibility when she was first doing her media tour, and she was on Anderson Cooper, and she's like. Uh, well, why don't you uh, why don't you report this? Why don't you report this now? Why don't you press charges now, et cetera, et cetera? And he said, and she said something bizarre like, "Well, it's because uh, it cheapens the rape that's happening at the southern borders." She was just a very weird person. She came across. She gave some really bizarre interviews. One, the most bizarre was to Anderson Cooper on CNN to the point that, look, if you want to accuse yeah, you want to accuse Mitt Romney uh, in junior high of cutting the hair of a guy who, uh, you know, against his will because he was gay. They'll have you on CNN nonstop, um, even though he's sister. That guy's sister is like he's, he wasn't gay. Didn't happen. The guy had passed away. But if they won't have E. Jean Carroll on because she's so bizarre and doesn't make her own. She like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's not like she doesn't have credibility. You just look at it and you go, That's, you're just weird. What the hell are you talking about? If you're that type of person that, that CNN or MSNBC won't have you on to to constantly parrot your allegations, there's something there. It might just be smoke, but it, it also could be fire. Who knows? I, I, just, I don't know. You're right. 30, 40 years ago, how do you prove anything how do you disprove anything and i don't think that's the the point of this the point is to get the thought out there in the ether and it's going to stick and it's already a fact with the people who are inclined to believe it's a fact and it could never have possibly happened for people who are inclined to think it never could possibly happen it's just bizarre to go forward with it but i mean i guess you're pot committed and i'm not really sure I'd be curious to know if she's paying for her attorneys or how they are being compensated. Interesting. That seems like a loser. It seems like a loser to me. Derek, if somebody asked you to describe woke, how would you describe what being woke is? Uh, that means embracing identity politics, uber alles. It means a propensity, a desire, really, to be offended. I believe that uh, victimhood is now the currency. It's like a Bitcoin on the left, and it's the weaponization of all of that. Yeah, Don Lemon had an interesting. He's still on television. He, he <laughs> says that it, it's it's not about defining people for a characteristic. This is he spoke to one of his guests, Vivek Ramaswamy. And he says it's a it's being aware. It's being aware of issues that have to do with minorities, destruction of the country, issues that have to do with women, issues so that have to do with... Complex. It's the white ah. savior complex. There you go. Okay. It's the suburban Chardonnay drinking stay-at-home mom who's an empty nester now who is looking for meaning in her life because her husband no longer finds her attractive, getting offended. on It's offense by proxy, really. It is offensive by proxy. If you look at it, it is a whole bunch of white suburbanite wealthy people who are offended on behalf of the people who changed the Redskins name. No poll showed more than 5% of Native Americans going, I'm offended. This must be changed. 
but uh, every uh, college freshman class at Smith College was wildly offended and demanded that things change. It's it's that mentality. Derek <laughs> Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the brilliant mind on display. I'm going to ask you, Derek, when we get back, I want to talk to you about the banking uh, news that has gone on. There are a lot of, there's still a lot going on inside the banking community. New York Post today has a article on the Fed woman that was responsible for overseeing SV Bank under her jurisdiction from the Fed, and instead she was involved in wokeism. Uh, and Joe Biden is now claiming, uh-oh, we need some accountability when he's asking Congress to give him accountability to go after these bank leaders. I read a fact check by AP this week that I, it was hilarious. There's no wokeism going on here. It's just classic stuff that it's bad investments. It's bad investments. It's bad, bad investments. Well, the bad investments came from being woke. I mean, it's, it's just so. And then you've got these Stanford law students. And to me, they are on, this is almost comical. They protested a federal judge's appearance. The school apologized, then they got mad with the dean that apologized. They protest him, and now these very protesters are demanding that their names should be redacted from news coverage of the events. (laughs) (laughs) And their faces. It's, ah, this is today's college students. Uh, James Golden. We need tar and feathering. We need to bring it back. (laughs) <laughs> WABC Talk Radio 77. Derek Hunter is with me, James Golden. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We're coming back. Don't go away. We'll be back right after this. It's Saturday! It's Saturday! 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 It's the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly on 77 WABC. WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. Isley Brothers bring us back with this classic, this iconic hit. one of the records that I just never, ever, ever get tired of hearing. You know, there are some hits that you, you listen to, and after you've heard them for the hundredth time, you say, okay, okay, I've had enough of that. This is one, I mean, this song is what, like almost 50 years old or something? 40, 50 years old? Never, ever get tired of hearing it. I remember dancing to this song when I was a little, like, little tyke. 
And Derek was just, uh, he was just a twinkle in his mama's eyes at that point in life. You were just a little Jimmy back then, dancing around. I was not a little Jimmy. <laughs> I was young James. Yes. <laughs> Ugh, tight young James. That's right, young James. Um, Derek, the <laughs> the White House is really ticked off at uh at uh this 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 James speaking of James of James Cummer, the uh who's investigating President Biden's family and this is these are after the reports this week that Bo Biden, the deceased son of President Biden, his wife got cash somehow from China through another associate of the Biden family on another one of these energy deals that comes from a Communist Party company. And the White House is calling the claims that she got cash a disgusting attack on Bo Biden's widow. It's all disgusting to bring this stuff up. Of course, I've never understood that the thing that I still, f- this is the same widow that was stooping the brother, Hunter Biden. Yeah. So the brother, Joe Biden, dies. Hunt, Hunter steps in and starts stooping the wife. And then he kind of gets tired of her, apparently, and stoops the other girl who he had a baby with and then left her. And none of that is disgusting, but it's disgusting to actually bring up the fact that she allegedly got cash from the Chinese funneled to her. Is this uh, Biden story unraveling? It really, the more we learn about the Biden family's actions, the more we realize that Joe and Jill were terrible parents. They're terrible parents. Ashley's, you know, got her issues, her addictions, Bo's got his issues and his addictions, or not Bo, Hunter. We don't know about Bo. Bo is gone. Everybody assumed the best about Bo. But if Bo was married to a woman who, upon his tragic too soon death, takes up with Hunter, who was married at the time, who was a drug-addled sex addict at the time. Like, I get it. I would never tell anybody how to grieve. But I do question somebody who looks at somebody who had to have shown up, given the fact that he was filming himself constantly doing all sorts of drugs and all sorts of other things with uh, people, women who seem to be of Eastern European descent and likely were trafficked here in shipping containers, that I would question the character of any, not only the person who would do that, but anybody who would look at a person doing that and go, that's, that's the guy for me. Um, I get you that it's, you know, a tragedy and you just had a horrible, horrible loss. But the the mailman, you know, the paper boy, there isn't another choice there than your brother-in-law. So, yeah, I I look at all of this family and I think this is, is this an episode of Falcon Crest? Or is this the life of the family of the president of the United States? And I would posit that anybody who is a good parent, yes, anybody can go off the rails. But two and a half of your three kids going off the rails, I I have a problem with that. I think that 
the fish rots from the head, and this might be an indicator. Of course, we've never had an exploration of the Biden family, not an, a serious investigation by the media. The same with Barack Obama. Have you ever seen an interview with anybody who went to high school with Barack Obama or anybody no. went to college nope. with Barack Obama? Nope. Never nope. once. No, nope. in fact, I, I talked to I one of my friends in Asia went to Harvard Law with Obama, and she told me stories which I have never repeated of his time at Harvard Law, and I've never repeated them because you know I don't number one want to have to back it up and expose her, um, mm-hmm. but she told me some stories about their time at Harvard University. And the thing to me with this with this Biden family, I mean, look, some of this stuff is salacious. You have the the daughter saying this stuff is even hard to talk about. That no, she, they showered, they showered, they, they showered well together. Age, it was appropriate, and she, right? And she felt uncomfortable in the shower with her daddy. Now that mm-hmm. is really strange. It is beyond strange. If this were, can you imagine what the press would do if the high-profile daughter of a former president came out and said, yeah, my dad used to shower with me? That would be enough. Not even if she went to, I thought it was inappropriate and I was uncomfortable with my daddy in the shower. That is just it's it's the ill factor. Ill goodness. No, it, it is. Uh, there's, there's not, look, Joe Biden has a history of exploiting tragedy in his family. Uh, he lied for years about the tragic death of his first wife and daughter. He, he accused the man of, uh, in the accident of being drunk. He was not. Eventually, the family had to threaten sue to get him to stop lying about it. He's a guy who. Looks at, look, if you meet, you're meeting with the family of 13 uh, members of the military who died on your watch. You can choose your own verbiage there to decide whether or not you blame President Biden's failed policies for cutting and running in Kabul for their death. But it at least happened on your watch. And you spend your time staring at your watch going, when is this going to be over? And when you have a chance to talk, you say, I sympathize with you. I lost a son in Iraq when you lost a son four years after he'd been in Iraq to a brain tumor, to brain cancer, and not service in the military. And, oh, by the way, he was in the JAG Corps, so he wasn't, like, humping a, a rifle going out on patrol. It tells you something about that person's character, does it not? It, it tells you something that this person is, at a minimum, gross. At a maximum, you wait a minute. You know, you know, you know what? As much as I have read, I had forgotten all about this. What you just said, just repeat that for me, please. That it was because I have always assumed when somebody says I lost my son in a war, you assume they're telling you the truth. Yes, Hunter or uh, Bo Biden died of brain. Uh, a brain cancer, tragically, far too young in his 40s, but he had served, I think it was nine months in Baghdad and JAG Corps, Judge Advocate General, who was an attorney in the military. Not to belittle it, that service is service, but he was over there years before he died. Now, Joe has tried to imply that 
he got cancer from burn pits. There's no evidence that that's true whatsoever. And I, I mean, you get parents get ideas of where things, especially when tragedy happens. But he has exploited that and several times talked about how he lost his son in the war, how he lost his son in Iraq when talking to uh, Gold Star families. It is disgusting. It's stolen valor. It's a form of stolen valor by proxy. It's very bizarre. It, you'd almost let it pass if Joe Biden didn't have a history of lying about tragedy in his life, lying about his life, this idea that uh, when he was a senior in high school, his dad was dropping him off. This is when he came around to gay marriage. His dad was dropping him off for school, and there's two guys making out with each other. And he looks at his dad and he goes, uh, Joey, they love each other. It's that simple. And that's when he uh, came around on gay marriage, except for, you know, 50 years later when he had a chance to vote on the Defense of Marriage Act. He voted for it, and he had publicly declared marriages between a man and a woman, and it wasn't until 2012 when the fundraising was not going well amongst the gay community that Joe Biden floated the idea of being in support of gay marriage. Now, Joe Biden's life is a fairy tale in many ways. It just depends on what he's talking about and what he needs at the moment. Joe Biden also, and then we have to go to a break, he also spent a lot of, he had friendships, deep friendships with some of the segregationists in the Democrat Party. He, and bragged, he bragged about, about how they it. were his mentors when he came. He, there's right. a clip of him talking with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday back in 2008 going, my state's a, a southern state. My state's a slave state. You don't understand. Like, wow, you're you're really bragging about that? He didn't want his kids to go into integrated schools if he support, opposed busing because he didn't he want them to call them jungle it. schools. Uh, jungle schools. It is before we go to break right. though, I've gotta ask you, you said it twice. Do you really pronounce the word strange strange or were you just being sarcastic or something? Stuck in my craw. I do have I have fun with the word. I like it. I like it as pronounced as strange. Okay. Okay. I was just curious if you really thought it was pronounced that way or you were just having fun. My faith in humanity is restored. I have, I have fun with the word strange. You right, understood it? it? I'm like, what? The? Yeah, I understood it because I got the context. But if you just said sandwich there, I still would have known that you were talking about strange. It's just very strange that you would pronounce. Some people would mispronounce things. I wanted to make sure you were doing it on purpose. Thank you. Yeah, so if you'd like to be part of the strangeness here this morning, WABC 848-WABC is number called Derek Hunter is with us. World-renowned columnist. You can find him in Town Hall. He is the last guest host, the last new guest host we have on the Rush Limbaugh program. He is an author. And he's a very dear friend. WABC Talk Radio 77. It's our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. We'll be right back. The Saturday morning radio extravaganza is in your ears. Now, here's James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll music. 
That's Chuck Berry. Uh, Chuck Berry left us on March 18th. That's today's date. Back in 2017, at age 90 years old. The founding father of rock and roll. That's what some people call him, the founding father of rock and roll. Chuck Berry. I thought it was the godfather. It absolutely was. That? No, he was a founding father. He's also a pioneer in uh, surveillance cameras in women's bathrooms. But, you know. Say what? <laughs> he had a what? little problem. He had a little problem with the ladies and uh, putting surveillance cameras in the bathroom of his restaurant, I believe. If you uh, do a quick Google search, you'll find that. He also was convicted of the Man Act. A violation of the Man Act, which is taking an underage girl across state lines for uh, immoral. Well, everybody crime. did that back then, Derek. I mean, you can't just. I mean, come on. There was, there was. Everybody did that. That was what's his face. Uh, no, uh, Elvis, uh, and Priscilla, great and one balls of fire. Didn't travel with it. <laughs> didn't travel. Elvis didn't travel with fifteen-year-old Priscilla. He kept her. But then there was Jerry Lee Lewis, who married his what is like twelve-year-old cousin or something. The family reunion a very close family, just like the Bidens. They're very close and intertwined. <laughs> the oh, <shit>. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, yeah, the early days of rock and roll. Hey, look, rock and it's it's you know what was the saying when we grew up? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That was sort of a uh, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The head of the uh, Fed, there's a story, Derek, in the Washington Post by Paul Sperry. I mean, I'm sorry, the New York Post, not the Amazon Prime Post. The uh, the New York Post. Why the Frisco Fed chief missed Silicon Valley Bank's warning signs. This woman turns out to be a protege of Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. Mary Daly is her name. And the Post says she's been uh, too busy, apparently, pushing, playing politics, pushing woke agendas to bother regulating banks like SVB. Other priorities of hers, climate change, George Floyd and BLM, dealing with the inequities between blacks and whites, LBGTQ+, rights, and a host of other woke and social justice issues had nothing to do with bank and finance. Her bio gushes that she's committed to understanding the economic and financial risk of climate change and inequities. And this was a woman who missed inflation. At the time, she said that back in 2021, I'm not thinking that we have unwanted inflation around the corner. I don't think... She said that inflation was a risk. She denied the uh, country was suffering from painful inflation. Now, how this ties into the banking thing is we're now being told, oh, it wasn't it wasn't any of these woke policies. It's that poor SVB got caught up when, when interest rates went up. They were unprepared because they had bought so many bonds when interest rates were low, 
And then when interest rates rose, they just it just really devalued their position. Look, Isn't that James, what rest? Yes. You can't expect Mary Daly, obviously, judging by the photograph, has spent most of her time at the beauty salon and the hair salon. So, you know, <laughs> not at all making out with a <laughs> light socket. I don't know what the hell's going on up there. It looks like somebody took a an M80 and put it in a Brillo pad and lit it off and then laid it on top of her head. Uh, if you've seen, they've uh, reduced Oof. videos out there at the San Francisco Fed celebrating wokeness. It, wokeness is a joke. It is a distraction. It is a way to cover up incompetence. Mary Daly, I suspect, was a uh, celebrate diversity hire. Her and her wife have uh, per- helped produce these videos of celebrating various things and various groups. The Democrats subdivide human beings and then celebrate or turn groups against each other, depending on what is needed for them at the moment. What they don't do is their damn jobs. What they don't do is their damn jobs. She will end up being the next Treasury Secretary when the least charismatic human being on the planet, Janet Yellen, leaves. If you listen to Janet Yellen talk, she sounds like Will Ferrell doing Janet Reno on Saturday Night Live. It is uh, quite a group of people when you hire people based on which boxes they check rather than their ability to do a job. I don't know that they don't have the ability to do the job, although I suspect they don't since they did a horrible job of it. But the hiring criteria is how many boxes do you check? That's a sad commentary that you can sit there and watch. And by the way, Janet Yellen, she's, this is how the left works, James. Is they, she was bribed ahead of time on the off chance. And what I mean by that is she'd made almost $10 million in speeches from big Wall Street banks. There, if you've heard her talk, she is the least charismatic. She helped you cure insomnia if you listen to her talk. But she was paid almost $10 million by these banks between her time with the Fed and the Obama administration to becoming Treasury Secretary. Why? They weren't going to reward her for what she'd done. That'd be, that's not good business. It is just in case she goes into the next Democrat administration, they will have ingratiated themselves with her. But it's her speeches, so it's technically legal. Uh, they did the same thing with Hunter. The Chinese communists give him $1.2 billion in a hedge fund to play with. They pay him for all sorts of other things. Russia, pay, a bunch of places pay him large amounts of money to a normal person, small amounts of money to a government that if on the off chance his dad becomes president, they now have access. So they, they've done it. Jennifer Granholm, same thing, failed former governor of Michigan, has to go to California to get a teaching job. She somehow ends up with $5 million in stock options from an electric vehicle company. Why? Because there was a lot of speculation that she would end up in whatever Democrat administration came next, and you want her to take your phone calls. And $5 million sounds like a lot of money because it is, except for when you're dealing with $2 billion in subsidies or $10 billion in subsidies or whatever. These people are not stupid. They are diabolical. They set themselves up. They play the long con. They are bribing children of politicians right now because they know that there's a high likelihood that those children will take over for their parents when they retire or die. It's the way the game is played. The people who benefit the most make the rules. It's perfectly legal corruption all right there for the world to see. Wow. Derek. That needs to be transcribed. (laughs) 
Wow. I've written about it several times. I've written about it. Write about times. it again. Where can people find you, Derek? Townhall.com, uh, four days a week. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast on Saturdays and uh, every day on iTunes. Thank you for being with us this morning, Derek Hunter. Thank you. Wow. Folks, digest that. That was incredible. If you want an explanation that that fills the that fills the boxes on how does this happen, you just heard it. 